it is an official men's night tonight. But if the ladies want to sing, y'all can. <laughs> going here. Go ahead and open your Bibles, the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Good to see this good number, especially on a kind of a rainy night. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. In looking at this passage tonight, now we've looked at this verse, especially verse 3 before. I want to look at the subject, a desire to grow. A desire to grow. Now, uh, this young church, this was... Uh, it's one of the churches that Paul started during his second missionary journey. It's very famous because in a minute, now we're going to keep going, we're just going to break this down tonight and look at this passage. And we're going to see how he's encouraging this young church. Whenever Paul started out on his second missionary journey, Acts 15, remember, uh, he and Barnabas split up. They had a disagreement. So in Acts 16, end of 15, first part of 16, he took another fellow by the name of Silas. Remember that? Paul and Silas. We talk about Paul and Silas. And if you read the story, the Bible says that Paul and Silas went to Philippi. And remember, 
Acts 16, very famous story about them getting, because of doing the work for the Lord, they were thrown in jail. And then at midnight, remember what they're doing? Singing praises to God. And then they had the holy jailbreak, and all of a sudden, uh, the the chief uh, parole officer, the warden of the graveyard shift gets saved. And he, remember they asked for a light, and he sprang in, and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. In other words, your whole family can get saved. Don't worry about them. Just be. A lot of people, when they come out of Catholicism and other places, they worry about their family. And so, guess where Paul, whenever he left Philippi, guess where he went to? He went to this town, Thessalonica. Matter of fact, you read that story in Acts, what's after Acts 16? Acts 17. And you, then he starts the church at Thessalonica, and now he's writing them a letter. He's encouraging them. And uh, we're going to kind of get, in verse 2 and 3 that we just read, basically, we're just, I just call it uh, prayer and remembering. In verse 2, we thank God always for you making mention of you in our prayers. Folks, do you believe in the power of prayer? Amen. The pa- prayer works. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is the way you ask God to save you. You called on Him and prayed and asked Him to be your Savior. That's communication with God, the Creator of the universe. Verse 3 is just simply uh, faith, hope, and love. It's, and He calls it, kind of describes uh, faith in, the, in this order, faith, love, and hope. Your work of faith, your labor of love, and your patience of hope, this is very important. You don't have to turn over there, but you know what the Bible says about in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It says, and now abideth faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Y'all know it. The greatest of these is love because that's the one that's going to be in heaven. Faith and hope will be have been obtained we're there we see it once we get to heaven so that's kind of wrapping up verse two and three and i just want to uh, move on down we've not read them yet but look at verses five through seven what i call this is the right kind of example paul was trying to be the right kind of example what kind of example are you when people see you what kind of example you say man they're a good example when people look at the way you act the way you behave the way you react Man, you are a good example. You are a good example. You, don't you want that for your kids? Man, my kids are good examples. I need to be a good example to my kids. I need to be a good example at work. And then what is the best kind of example? What kind of example are we as Christians? Are we Christ-like examples? Look at verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only but also in power in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. In other words, you know how when we came in Acts 17, when we came to your place, you know what way we behaved. You know how we acted. Who's the we? Paul and Silas, we know. And verse 6, and you... Who's the you? 
It's the people at Thessalonica. Became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you were, in Old English it says in my Bible, in samples, what do we, how do we say it today? Examples. To all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Well, that, that's great. So basically, according to what I'm reading and what you're reading, it says that you saw how we behaved and then you took the gospel and you were examples to others. Wouldn't that be great that you knew that, uh, you know, think about all the years that Sister Frances has uh, taught people. And I've heard so many stories of people that said, yep, I had her as my teacher. Or she taught me whenever I was younger. She taught me this, you know, and so we've got an example. Folks, there's nothing wrong with people following your example if you're following the Lord. Does that make sense? That's what's right here. That's what verse 6 says. You became followers of us and of the Lord. There's nothing wrong with somebody following your example if you're following the Lord. It's right there. So they were great examples. So we've got Paul and Silas being good examples. And we've got the power of the Word of God. And notice how it's going to change lives. I just want to take off. Let's finish up the chapter real quick because I've got to go all the way into chapter 2. Of course, I've said this many times, but it bears repeating. When Paul wrote the letter, there were no chapters and verses. Those were added later. So it just kind of keeps flowing. Verses 8 through 10 say, okay. So basically, he set it up. You were following our example, and now, what does verse 7 say? Now, y'all are good examples. In verse 8, it says, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not. To speak anything. Man, y'all are doing such a great job. I don't even have to follow up behind you. Did you know Paul a lot of times would return to churches and check on them? He would go back and check on them, which is, uh, we were talking about that in the missionary committee meeting, about how that a lot of our American missionaries, like the ones in, in like Brother Glenn, and uh, we think about Brother Joel. Guess what he'll do? He'll go back. He's going back right now, December the 15th. Pray for him. He's going to be here next Sunday. And uh, by the way, Blaine will be here. This, of course, Trey and I be, won't be in town, but uh, they may be here this week. And uh, Blaine's looking for a place to hunt. If anybody wants to put him on a hot spot. And uh, so keep that in mind. But uh, Joel, Brother Joel does that. He checks on them. That's what Paul and Silas did. Matter of fact, when Paul couldn't go, guess who Paul trained and sent who was his son in the ministry timothy matter of fact if you read the very first chapter of first timothy guess where paul sent timothy to ephesus hey would you go check on the church at ephesus and of course it was a very at that time a pretty good church very powerful doing a lot of things of course it's famous for uh, Revelation chapter 2, Nevertheless, I am somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. And, and uh, they eventually got bogged down in legalism. 
Verse 9, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how that you, notice this, this is called changing your life. Verse 9, How that you turned, when y'all got saved, from idols to serve the living and true God. Man, man when y'all got saved, y'all got saved. Y'all's life changed. And then it says, not only did you get saved, but now you are serving him and you're waiting for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. And uh, the, the change, the, their faith is spread abroad, verse 8. Now, I want to finish up tonight with this passage, verse 1 through 4 of chapter 2. Verses 1 through 4 of chapter 2. And this last passage I've called, Not Giving Up. Not Giving Up. I know and you know of people that don't come to church anymore in Ashley County. And the reasons are long. There are people in Ashley County who used to be... Uh, Faithful servants of the Lord. There are people in Ashley County. Well, they're everywhere. And I'm just saying Ashley County because that's where we are now. But you can, you, can, you can think of them. They come to your mind. Maybe they stopped going to church because the, the church had a squabble. Or somebody hurt their feelings. Or uh, something happened. Or a preacher went off and left field and did some weird thing, ran, ran off with the uh, somebody in the church, you know, saying run off with a piano player. Uh, maybe the preacher did this or did that. Maybe, like uh, one fellow I know, he said, man, I had not been to church in 25 years, and, uh, and all because he saw the deacon drinking. He said, I saw him down there at the river. We had to go across the river where we lived, and uh, and. Now it's wet, but the county I grew up in, Angelina County, is, is uh, dry the whole time that I grew up. He said, I saw him down there at the river. That's buying beer. I tell you what, if a deacon's like that, I, I just had enough of church. I, you, you know, think about it. How many excuses can you come up with? I'm just, I'm just not. I just give. I'm not. I quit. I've seen people, 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 but your eyes are on the wrong place if that's the reason you come to church. You, your eyes need to be on Jesus. You know, you 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 know, get your eyes on me. You can, folks. You all you have to, you can stare and look for what's wrong in Brother Michael, and you can find what's wrong in Brother Michael. I can look in what's your life, and you can find what's wrong in your life. But folks, whatever you look for in somebody, that's what you're going to find. If you look for good, you'll find good. If you look for bad, you'll find it. And so, folks, there's all kind of reasons that people stop church and stop serving God. But this passage here is about not giving up. Not giving up. Not quitting on the Lord. Most, a lot of people don't quit. They may change churches, but they don't quit. But we can always, you, you know, but a lot of times you, the reason you quit one church is eventually the reason you'll quit that church and just on and on and on. Chapter 2, verse 1. For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance 
in unto you that it was not in vain. You know, in other words, y'all remember the first day we showed up? It wasn't worthless. It wasn't for just no reason. But even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know at Philippi. Y'all remember the story? I already set it up in the introduction. How were they treated at Philippi? Jail time. You know we just come out of jail and in prison. You know we were falsely accused. But guess what? When we showed up, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. That, hey, that's right. Amen, folks. I don't care if people throw me in jail. I don't care if what they call me. I don't care what you say about me. I'm not quitting God. And that's what the attitude Paul had. He said, bring it home. And God let him. Y'all, I preached this morning how God, God gave him an all-expense-paid trip to Rome. Yeah, it didn't cost him a thing, but he had to be a prisoner. <laughs> God used it, didn't he, Brother Ian? He, so in other words, he said, I got God saying, I got, I, you know, you, we may say, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to be somebody to stick their tongue out at me. I didn't sign up for this. But folks, Paul was a willing servant, and I want you to mark this down. Nothing of eternal significance happens without some sacrifice. Nothing of eternal significance happens without some type of sacrifice. Now, verse 4, or 3, didn't read it yet. For our exhortation was not of deceit, or of uncleanness, nor of guile. In other words, I didn't come to you trying to trick you. I didn't try to put on a show. I wasn't trying to... I'm not a con artist. I was preaching you the gospel. He was, says, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God. Verse 4, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak. Not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. So, folks, we're not, we're not in the business to try to please each other. We're in this to please God. Another person said this. The gospel will never be powerful through you. Until the gospel is powerful in you. I'll repeat it. The gospel will never be powerful through you until it is powerful in you. There was a fellow, a, a German Jew, by the name of Viktor Frankl. And y'all know how the Jews were treated by Germans. And he bore intense, intense uh, sacrifices and 
pain and humiliation during the World War II. In one of his memoirs, he writes this. He writes, He who has a why to live can bear almost any how. He who has a why to live. Why do you do what you do for Jesus? Why do you do what you do? Because God asked me to. Why do we do what we do? You can do, handle almost, if you have a why in your life, you can handle almost any how. And whenever you're watching all your nation be exterminated, still remain faithful to God. The how is atrocious, but the why is Jesus. The why is because he asked me to be faithful to him. And when you look at it that way, it makes perfect sense. Why was Paul faithful? Because it was for his Lord. And so you know what he said? No matter how, I'll be faithful to you, Lord. Even if you give me an all-expense paid trip by being a prisoner, even if you throw me in jail, Even if you beat me, even if you call me names, even if you tell lies about me, Paul said, I don't care about the how, all I care about is the why, and the why is Jesus. The why is because he called me and he saved me and he asked me to do it. The why is Jesus. The why. When Jesus said, Father, nevertheless, not my will be done, but what? Your will be done. That was the why. That was the why. As we prepare for a hymn of invitation, Father, as we bow before you, we ask that you would just take the words from this book and that you would speak to our hearts tonight and that you would work in our hearts not what we think is right, but, dear Lord, what you think is right. Dear Lord, to work in our church in a way that, not that pleases us, but that pleases you. Help us to be faithful to you, no matter what the how and what we must endure. In Jesus' name, amen.